He was sitting in the Vatican in his brand new suit. Stood up to meet the Pope and all of a sudden he went poo. They ran out all the cameras, told him don't say a thing. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. Thought maybe it was Brandon, but it turns out it ain't. That teleprompter's telling us that Trump is to blame. He's the president now, baby, he don't even know his name. He said he'd stop the virus, but it's everywhere now. Inflation's up like crazy when your leader's a clown. We still got him three more years. I'm dreading every day. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. Thought maybe it was Brandon, but it turns out it ain't. That teleprompter's telling us that Trump is to blame. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. The last thing Joe remembered, he was probably 62. Now he's like, where the hell am I and just who the hell are you? They tell him he's in charge, but he ain't running anything. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. He's never been too good at those political games. Got a million votes at 3 a.m. Don't you think it's strange? He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. He's the president now, baby. He don't even know his name. That song should be played on country radio every hour on the hour. What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday to you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else that's still undecided. <laughs> My name is Buddy Brown. This is a hostile takeover of our beloved WYAB. Just kidding. Do not send the SWAT team up here. <laughs> Just messing with you. I have the distinct privilege to... Uh, Fill in for my buddy Kim Wade today, the man, the myth, and the legend. He uh, asked me to do it a couple weeks ago. I told him I'd be as happy as a tick on a fat dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you're a Democrat rolling down I-55 right now, you ain't going to be able to handle the next two hours, okay? So just go ahead and pull into a Starbucks, uh, log on to CNN on your laptop, pretend it's just all just a bad dream. <laughs> Breathe deeply. You are lost. Change it to a different station. For the rest of my fellow God-fearing, red-blooded Americans... Uh, I'll introduce myself, and then we got a uh, a big list to get to today. Um, man, so basically, I grew up here in Madison, uh, right off of Cedar Hill Road back there. Mom and Dad bought a place on a lake, pretty much the uh, quintessential perfect childhood. Dad took a job down there in Florida, where I was held prisoner of war for about 25 years, and uh, worked my way out by the time our boys were about seven and eight years old. Florida was turning into California, basically. I looked at my wife. I said, honey, we have got to get the heck out of here. God bless her. Um, she's like, yeah, but, you know, you're in country music, and I'll get to that later. But she said, I don't, I don't just want to pick a, a place on a map. Where do you want to go? And I said, uh, well, there's this place called Madison, Mississippi that I grew up in. Would you just check it out? She's like, okay. So I got her up here, and she absolutely fell in love with it. Hell, she's probably got more friends than I do up here at this point. Uh, if you've met my wife, she's just uh, absolutely wonderful. Helps me every single day. But my background is in country music. Basically spent uh, the last 10 years grinding in Nashville and have even had a number one album on the iTunes country. I've had three Billboard 
no, two Billboard charting albums. Uh, been on USA Today, Daily Wire, a lot of uh, different conservative uh, outlets. If you've been to a Trump rally, if you've been to a Pence rally, uh, back 16 through uh, 20, they were had the big uh, privilege of them using uh, two of my songs at those rallies. So it was just really, really cool. Got a letter from the vice president sitting up there on my wall. But um, it's just been incredible with all the social media because at this point, I think we've tallied over about 400 million views uh, over the last 10 years, and half of that's in the last uh, two years. So it's really, really cool. But anything I do, I try to represent Mississippians because this is the people I know. This is the people I love. Uh, my kids are in school here. They're having the time of their lives. And uh, it's just uh, it's the way I grew up with my grandma and granddad living in the Delta and coming you know, from Jackson over there to a little town called Leland uh, right outside of Greenville. And granddad was a farmer. So anything I think, anything I say, it comes from that kind of wisdom that I'm trying to tap into. Um, and it's just really, really cool. So we're going to have fun on here today. We're going to go over some um, some hot topics. We're going to go over some fun topics. Uh, hopefully just on Friday, you know, if this is the time you've been working all week and you're ready to crack a beer, you go ahead and do it. The phone number to call in is 601-879-0002. All right, 601-879-0002. O-O-O-2. I like saying O instead of zero. You know what I'm saying? I got Cliff in here with me today. Uh, big shout out to our station's producer. And uh, basically, I'm I'm a 10-year overnight sensation. <laughs> when you, what most of y'all don't realize about country music is country music in Nashville has gone woke. Uh, John Rich um, just did a big video on all that stuff. And they've gone just woke as a joke. And they don't want conservative voices in there. And you're thinking, Nashville, Tennessee? No, no, no. It ain't the, the, the generation of the George Straits and the belt buckles. If you walk down Broadway in Nashville and you want to say, sing about something political, they're going to tell you to take a hike. And even with the success that I'd had, um, they didn't want to hear about it. And so basically you, you got two options. Sell each soul and completely become somebody you don't want to become. Or say, to heck with them, I'm going to do it my own way. And instead of maybe making it in two years, you're going to have to make it in you know 10 or 11 years. But uh, quit is not in my spirit. And we've started all these uh, YouTube videos. You can ch- you just type in Buddy Brown anywhere on YouTube. All these conservative videos over the last um, 10 years, and we've really gotten deep into it over the last two years, uh, tackling a lot of stuff that I feel is really, really just deep in my heart, stuff I wanted to share, and... Uh, and all that. So, anyway, you want to call in 601-879-0002. We got somebody. We got Bobby. What's going on, Bobby? Bobby, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, brother? Ain't not much, buddy. I want to say thank you for the songs you do. You just make our day. Me and my two girls. I mean, it's like Buddy Brown around here, all right? <laughs> I appreciate that so much, Bobby. Where are you from? Uh, Georgia. You Originally listen. from Tennessee, but I live in Georgia. All right. So we're we're expanding the deep south today here, y'all, on Friday. It's just uh, something Kim I told, told like he could do. Well, Bobby, I appreciate you so much. Uh, God bless you and your family, brother. And uh, y'all, y'all are the great patriots that make this world go around. All right. You are, too. Hey, I got a question. Yeah, go you ahead. Have, I'm not asking for your personal address. Do <laughs> you have an address where I can send something to you? Yeah, we do have a P.O. box on my website, buddybrowncountry.com. BuddyBrownCountry.com. Okay, because uh, ever since uh, Red Like Reagan, uh, 
I've been trying to figure, find out how to send it to you. So, because uh, I got a couple pictures taken of uh, Reagan and Nancy, uh, ones in their car, uh, actually in the parade. Well, that'd be really nice of you. Yeah. And just Oh, and I want to send them to you. Go ahead and find it on the website right there. It'll uh, have all the info for you, Bobby. All right, buddy. Thank you very much, and you have a great day, sir. God bless you. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Bye. All right, next we got Dawn. Dawn, you there? <clears throat> Dawn? Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How, what can I do for you today? I was calling to ask the question, where is Kim Wade? Kim, <laughs> I love you. Uh, Kim is out of town. His man deserves a vacation, and he uh, he uh, evidently is just having some R&R this Friday. Okay, because yesterday we had big-headed Malcolm Johnson on there, and now we got you on here, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Kim needs to let us know something before he gets... Get out of here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, the man's got his and, business, I guess. Right. And I am from Jackson. Yes, ma'am. I'm not in particular crazy about that song that you put out, but I can sing, but I can uh, hold a tune to the to the music, to the lyrics. I mean, to the um, music. There you go. Well, you know. So, I, well. I'll buy you I a beer next time. I just to ask you that and... And, continue, and, I, and I hope you many, many, many more years of success in your music. And I do love country music. Bye. Thank you, Dawn. Great talking to you. Yeah, um, if anybody else wants to shout, you go ahead and do it. Um, it's so fun. If, you, uh, if you're driving down I-55 right now and you see a, a license plate that says California, just roll down the window of that Super Duty and say, <laughs> keep on going south. <laughs> keep on going west wherever you want to go. Um, you know, this whole career, it's, I don't even know how to explain what I do. It's, uh, it's definitely conservative media. It's definitely country music. Um, but uh, it's been really, really fun because I've gotten to tour about, I don't know, 35 out of the 50 states. I've gotten to meet people I've never envisioned in my entire life. And that's just the coolest thing in the world because a lot of these folks that you don't know, uh, if they're conservative or not, they're out there. They just they don't feel like they can say anything. I obviously never had that problem. <laughs> I'm just going to come out with it. But uh, that is, uh, it, I promise you, they're out there, and they're that little conservative uh, jack-in-the-box is dying to get out. We got uh, Neil on the phone call. How you doing, Neil? Uh, Neil, you with us? I am, buddy. How you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm calling you from Cape Breton Island up in Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh, wow. That's a hike. Hey, oh, it is. And I, I want to thank you for all the, you know, all the great music you're singing about and, and everything you're doing to inspire us. Thank you so much, Neil. I, you you know, know, it's... I spent most of my life living and working in, in, in the U.S. And, and uh, you know, I discovered you about two years ago. And, and back during the initial Trump administration, I started a, a, a Facebook page called Deplorable Lies Matter. <laughs> and of course, we've been picking up a lot of steam, and you know, I, I share all your stuff on that on that group, and and you know, your music, you know, rings powerful in my car, you know, and and I just want to thank you, brother, for everything you're doing, and and I just love how you got it a jury duty. <laughs> we might have to tell that story later on on the program today. Yeah, I, appreciate- I know, but you know, from from all us people up here in Canada. You know, like I said, I lived and worked most most of my life in the U.S. under contract, 
And, you know, we are we are supporting you guys. You are supporting the conservative movement down there. You know, loving loving the Republican candidates coming up in the midterms. And you know, I just I just shared your latest blog uh, on our on our page, and you are an awesome, awesome. You know, if and I'll say this: if President Trump, you know, comes back in 2024. I hope you're playing at the inauguration. <laughs> well, whoever that it is, that would be an the... honor not only for us, but you know, for us Canadians, because you do speak for us. Because we we are strong rural conservatives, no matter which side of the border we're on. Amen, brother. Amen. And I want to thank you again, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. You have a wonderful weekend, sir. You too. Take care. Take care. You know, um, I want to do a, a bit here that. Is, is just something we had talked about on um, one, my channel recently. It's, it's, it's really about why recessions don't hurt rednecks as much. And, uh, you know, we're going to take a break and come back to that as much. I think, I think you're going to really enjoy this piece. Hey, this is Buddy Brown filling in for the legendary Mr. Kim Wade. God bless him. Great friend of mine, as solid as it gets. Uh, we went out for some fantastic barbecue here recently. And... Uh, we both cleaned our plates. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to talk. The question on the table this Friday is, why do recessions not hurt country boys as much? <laughs> it's something to think about, especially. Uh, evidently, the liberals tell me that I'm politically colorblind because I can only th see things through my straight white filter. <laughs> if only they could see how great that filter is, though. Uh, no, Word on the street is that uh, we're headed for a big recession. Matter of fact, no, regardless of what our... Uh, president says we are absolutely in a recession they teach you in business school that two consecutive negative quarters equals a recession that's where we be so uh you know the beta male starbuck drinkers are shaking in their boots but let me tell you the folks i know are just not as concerned because bubba ain't working up worried about policy you know biden's policies affecting deer season or the bass biting it turns out a bass hits a worm in a recession just as much as it does in an economic boom so our freezers are going to stay full. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I don't know what you heard through the grape, you know, the blue-collar grapevine, but we just spent about $800 billion to, quote-unquote, reduce inflation, which is about like asking Rosie O'Donnell to save you the last piece of pizza. I mean, it ain't going to happen. We live by a code in the woods that surpasses all politics. You know, we love our neighbors. We keep to ourselves. And we never trust any liberals eating kale and wearing flip-flops telling us how to live our lives. The modern Democrat male is the kind of dude that orders a knife designed by Navy SEALs. And all it ever gets used for is opening his wife's Amazon packages. The modern Democrat male buys a pickup truck, but the truck bed only gets used for like, you know, two bags of mulch once a month in the Lowe's garden section. They are not the same as us. Country boys, we ain't worried about the recession because, you know, we all have hoarding tendencies. Amen? Every one of y'all's wives you know, has hoarding tendencies, especially if she's from the South. I promise you. She's got a closet you don't even know about. It's full of stuff. Nothing gets thrown out. We reuse and we repurpose everything. Amen? You know, plus we've been ready for the zombie apocalypse since January 20th, 2009. Uh, <laughs> the bottom line is, I, I guess we're not as worried because liberals, I see them as they're, they're very dependent on the system, and the system can crumble. They need a system to serve them. We're we're more independent because, you know, we got daddy's belt, his thick skin, and his 45. Liberals, 
you know, trying to explain something to them is more awkward than Deshaun Watson walking into a new massage parlor. Everyone knows it's a bad idea, yet it keeps happening. The truth is, I truly believe this, y'all. They could drop about 10,000 nukes on us right now, and the last thing on planet Earth is going to be McDonald's, Fire Ants, and Rednecks because those are the hardiest elements on planet Earth. Uh, you know, I'm speaking the truth because uh, if they step on our hose, we're just going to reroute it. If they cut off our supply, we'll just make our own. Uh, you come at us, you better bring something a whole lot stronger than 87,000 IRS agents armed with vegan sandwiches and a squirt gun. Y- y'all liberals and big city dwellers, look, go ahead and figure out how to live because when your supply chain gets cut off, it's over. But if we, the country boys, the good old boys from Mississippi, if we go through tough times, we got Jimmy Earl and cousin Ray Ray out there who know how to keep the redneck underground going 365 days a year. If it all goes to hell, you know, our precious cities are going to have crime and looting and, and starvation and block freeways. We're going to have a pig in the ground, some beer on ice, and all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. So <laughs> that is my spiel on the re- the recession. If you got the Lord in your heart, you cannot go wrong. You got nothing to fear. I love to give liberals and you know, big city dwellers a bunch of uh, flack, but that is the dadgum truth. We got Rodney on. Rodney, how you doing, my man? Rodney, are you with us? Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? Good. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. Where are you calling in from today? Well, I would be calling in from the old bait shop, if you remember me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, down in Florida. Yeah, buddy, in a coy. I, You know, I, I think about y'all all the time down there. Just, Rodney's where I got my, my baits from my little guys when they want to go fishing on Saturday. It's like, Daddy, I don't want to just sit here all day. I want to go fishing. They're a lot like me. They got to be outside all the time. Oh, yeah. Y'all been tearing them up down there? Ah, uh, yeah. I actually relocated to another area, but I'm doing I'm doing good. Fishing on the Leesburg chain lakes now. Fantastic. Well, I hope that hurricane didn't screw y'all up too bad. Nah, we were blessed, man. We were blessed. Didn't even get touched, thank God. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. A lot of people don't realize when those hurricanes come through, especially down in New Orleans, what Katrina did, I took my kids down uh, to go red fishing down there. They said, man, down the, the uh, one of the sides of Pontchartrain that we were in, if this had been, uh, you know, 1999, we'd have been slamming them all day long. But that hurricane completely not only tore up but rerouted the uh, entire infrastructure. And we got good old boys depending on, you know, the fish biting and the fish being uh, good down there. So Mother Nature's got her own plans, and sometimes we can uh, get really messed up. It's a constant struggle, ain't it? Yep, it is. It is. I tell you, the weather has a lot to do with the fishing, that's for sure. Yeah. Amen. Well, I appreciate you calling, Rodney. Thank you so much for touching base, brother. No, no problem, buddy. I've seen it on Facebook there. I thought I'd give you a shout, buddy. Heck yeah. Keep up the good work and playing that good music, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you, Rodney. All right, All right buddy. Have a blessing. You as well. So, y'all, if you just turned in, this is uh, Buddy Brown filling in for Kim Wade today. It's an honor to be here. Uh, just we, we definitely have the same values and moral system, and that is um, it's just a, a really great, uh, a great thing to have a guy like him on your side. Y'all, so I got to share something, and this might be like part of a cool segment that we could do here in the next five minutes. Uh, would love to share your, your deer hunting pet peeves, your deer camp pet peeves, or your uh, property. <laughs> if you got any stories to uh, to call in about something that absolutely just sticks in your crawl, because my cell cams out at my, my land, which is up there near Vaughn, uh, 
showed up this morning. I got three dang horses showing up at my corn feeder. Three horses. And I'm talking, these are like well-fed, taken care of uh, horses. They started showing up at midnight last night. And uh, usually I don't even know how they got in because <laughs> they would have to have cut through a fence. Sure, I'm going to get a call. Somebody's looking for them. But uh, anyway, we, we call in with some with some deer camp stories and stuff that drives you absolutely nuts. Um, I got a, a few ideas, but well, the biggest thing is people's dogs getting on my property. Now I got some dang horses. I wouldn't be surprised if a chupacabra didn't show up by the end of the, <laughs> the weekend because I've basically seen it all. Mark. Mark, you were on the air. WYAB, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You know, you're talking about our self-preservation for us country boys. Uh, only thing is on the, on, the, on the deer is processing nowadays has gotten so expensive. You best learn how to process them yourself. Amen. Because, uh, you, know, if you, don't know, if you don't know how to cut one up, process it, and make you some food for yourself, you ain't going to make it. You know, a lot of these, what I call weekend hunters, you know, they belong to these camps and stuff. They go down there and, boy, they'll kill some good deer and everything, but they don't know nothing about it. They, they maybe can skin it and cut it up, put it in a cooler, but they don't know nothing about how to process it. They take it down there and pay them high dollars now. And uh, they don't, you know, they don't just learn how to eat deer legs, I reckon. Mark, <laughs> Mark you are totally so, right. And, you know, I don't think that gets taught enough where we got to teach these kids that taking that shot that's just the first thing in the whole order of business you ain't done nothing i mean congrats for making a good shot and i'm gonna give you a hug i might even tackle you you get tackled at my place when when my my kids make a shot and they kill a deer oh yeah man you get lifted up on shoulders yeah you know you you get me to the house that don't matter what it is if it's a squirrel out of tree buddy you get a good handshake and you brought me to the house you are dang that's what it's all about well, that's what you got to teach. That's what I'm trying to teach my my nephews now. My brother's uh, passed away was their granddaddy, and I'm trying to take them over and show them, you know, what what they learned respect, and they've got that in them. And they one of them, you know, they like eight, nine, and twelve, you know, so they right at that age now. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been getting them in the woods and teaching them how to track, how to, you know, you got to know things like this, son. And you know, well, we don't have to know it. We can get it that now. Sometimes you can't get stuff at the grocery store. Sometimes you can't see it on that YouTube. So, you know, you, you, need to, you need to grab them youngins and take them out now and show them what it's like to be out in the real world. Preach it. I love it. You got chills running up and down my arms right now. <laughs> you know, once, if you got the good Lord with you, he'll take you by my hand if you don't know something. He'll, he'll show you how to teach them youngins. Amen. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Tell Tim he better tighten up, man. He's missing too many days of work there, man. I can't <laughs> well, I can't even get fired. I don't even work here. So. <laughs> uh, well, you know, John told me one time, I was watching the dude, he told the dude, he said, man, you're fired. And yeah. the guy turned around and looked at him and said, for how long? You know, so that, <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you have a great you. You have a great weekend. Uh, you have a great one, man. And good luck out there, buddy. You bet. You too. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. When y'all come back, I'm going to light y'all's hair on fire. Wait for it. (laughs) W-Y-A-B. Welcome back. This is Buddy Brown taking over for Mr. Kim Wade today. Uh, We are, the topic on the table is what absolutely sticks in your craw about hunting and deer camp and dadgum people that don't need to be hunting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But right now, it can be on anything. (laughs) You can go ahead, feel free to call in. We got Ryan on the phone right now. Ryan, you there? Ryan? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good, you? 
Fantastic. What's going on with you? <clears throat> oh, I was just wanting to call and say thank you so much for uh, all the songs about, you know, I love the songs where you talk about stories and, um, you know, just, you know, just telling a story like Pedro, all those songs mm. are just, you know, I listen to it all, all the time. I'm working on my house in uh, Illinois here, uh, yeah. just remodeling it. And I was going to say, you ain't, from, you ain't from central Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, from uh, just outside of Chicago. No, I appreciate it. Hey, if you're, uh, if you're a conservative out there outside of Chicago, God bless you. I hope you're, I hope you're peeking <laughs> through the curtains at night. You know, I hope you're armed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We gotta stay away from the looters. Yeah. Well, I got a plan for looters, but we can get back into that later on. I appreciate you yeah. calling, Ryan. Yep, yep. And keep doing what you're doing. I ain't got any other plans. Awesome. Take oh, care. Hi, brother. Bless. You too. So, what do y'all think about? Well, we'll get into this later. <laughs> looters is a whole topic to itself, and thankfully, that's kind of died out. It was, you know, it was our little third grade fad, and then now we're in fifth grade, and we've matured a little bit. Hopefully. Because uh, that's what I compare to most Americans, about fifth graders. Wouldn't you all agree? We are trying to raise kids in this world that, that understand right from wrong and understand morals, and we're trying to mature them as they uh, grow up. I've got a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old, and they are my world. And, uh, you know, they definitely 12 and 13. I don't expect them to be anything else. But we are trying to uh, gear them toward young men, not a burden to society, not immature uh, little boys sitting around on TikTok when they're 24 years old because they weren't, you know, they don't know no better. Do not get me started. It is Friday, and I'm not even allowed to drink up here. I promise you, I will go off. Am I allowed to drink up here, Cliff? Oh, I'll, <laughs> y'all wait till next commercial break. No, uh, so uh, deer camp. I got horses on my property, y'all. I have horses, and uh, I believe it was Mark that called in earlier. It's It's really interesting with... Uh, growing these kids up and trying to, like he said, once you take that shot, that's just the first step. And where we're going, where we're headed right now, dang, I mean, you better learn how to process your deer. I mean, that's it's not ever it's it used to be something that you had to be into. Like we always knew that that crazy redneck named Billy, who uh, you know he's a purist and he's got to go out there and kill his deer and, and he's got to process it and gut it and do everything start to start to finish because he doesn't trust anybody and he's one of them boys that's like. Well, you never get the real meat anyway. <laughs> and, you know, that may be true. But uh, now it is turning into a situation where, well, heck, you you probably do want to just do everything start to finish because I promise you, if it hits the fan, old buddy's going to be uh, out there, <laughs> you know, keeping all that meat to myself and shooting any raccoons that want to try to get anywhere near. But the uh, the thing that drives me absolutely up the wall is when you have uh, you have people – shooting little bucks like shooting spikes i mean come on let the dang deer get you know if you if in an area where everybody just uh they, they they can blame it on their kids well we got little kids we just want them to get a spike and that's fine but when you have grown men just shooting everything in sight it's just kind of weird it's like you know let let something grow around here maybe you're lucky enough to be in an area where you got a big old lease and stuff's getting to be five years old and and all stuff like that but i got to figure out how to get these dang horses off my property um speaking of hunting i really feel like we got a a, a struggle with with men and i'm gonna give you the, the line again it's 601-879-0002 the struggle with 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 young men I, it's, it's very passionate you know in my heart about this a lot of men are just mad and they don't even know why you know what i'm saying 
I mean, I'll tell you why. It's because the Lord, I believe, set up an order for men to take to the woods, to get out there to hunt, to trap, to fish, and to be counted on to come through. And, you know, if you're listening to this, fellas, and you're real with yourself, I think you're going to know that all this stuff I'm saying is right. I mean, you don't need to be intimidated by the outdoors. Um, There's a lot of men that are listening to this show right now that are way more hardcore outdoorsmen than me. I'm not intimidated by them. I'm not resentful. Hell, I love it. I mean, I want to learn from them. That's how you grow, bottom line. And uh, a lot of guys, you know, they want to go and watch a how-to online. And they become what's called an internet expert. You know, and you know what that amounts to in the real world? Not deadly squat. You got to humble yourself and find you an older man, maybe from the Vietnam era or something like that, and say, look, I don't know how to do this. Could you teach me? Because last year we had an incredible uh, hunt with my brother, brother-in-law and my two boys and his son. And we skinned and gutted, quartered you know, two deer that weekend. I taught my boys how to drop a pine tree, make a notch in it just right with a chainsaw. That way you could drop it on a bullseye. You know, I taught them, you don't make a fire, you build a fire. I taught them about love. I taught them about honoring their mother and to never talk bad at, you know, about girls at school. I taught them about evil. I called out their BS where I saw it. And I also called out their successes 10 times louder. And I encouraged them and I told them I believed in them you know, that there's nothing they can't do, and I'm going to be right here as long as God gives me breath in my lungs, and that's how you need to raise young men. Ladies, do not look for a man that is not being brought up like that because it's going to be a tragic. It really will. Um, what a different world it could be if we still had real manhood held in the highest, you know, respect, just like the pioneers did. And I really don't feel like this way of living is lost, but maybe you are. You know, part of being... um just a hardcore outdoorsman is not being a loner. It's and not, you know, knowing how to do mountain man stuff so you can impress your friends. Being a real man and knowing how to do all these things is great, but it's nothing if you can't give back to the young men who want to learn how to do it. Um, you know, it's that, that's just really, really important stuff to me. My son guided my, my brother-in-law for the very first time. He was, he's never haunted. I mean, heck, he's from Florida. If you've seen any deer down there in Florida, they're about the size. They're like dogs with antlers up on top of their heads. Everything up here looks absolutely huge to, to him way down there in Fort Myers. And he had never shot a deer in his entire life. And all of a sudden he comes up here and my 10 year old guides him and shows him, you know, where to, where to go, what to look for. Um, he knew the size that they were expecting. And it was just really, really cool because he came back so proud. And yeah, I think there's just a reason why Hank Jr.'s song, A Country Boy Can Survive, just really resonates for you know with us so much because once you learn these skills you're proud of it and uh it just becomes an amazing amazing thing so i just want to tell the young men out there don't ever apologize for being a man you know it's uh it's it's absolutely supposed to be natural the way we started was hunters trappers and fishermen and our skills were passed down and our heroes were davy crockett and daniel boone but when the industrial revolution came along you know, dads stopped passing down those outdoor skills as much, and it all got watered down. Um, my granddad and his friends in that generation, shoot, I remember hearing stories that they carried a shotgun with them on the way to school. Can you all imagine that? I mean, they they, they were hoping they maybe could, maybe could get a, uh, a pheasant or a rabbit on the way home that they could possibly provide, uh, you know, supper for their, their whole family that night. 
Those days are gone, but that doesn't mean your testosterone needs to be as well. All right, we got a caller up here, and it is Sylvia. How you doing, Sylvia? Yes, this is Sylvia. I just wanted to tell you that I really do enjoy your music, and my most favorite project that you've done is American Savage. Thank you. I love the song. (laughs) Use the cuss word, to hell with the easy way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I just wanted you to know I really enjoy your music, and I love it when you come up with the new stuff every time some crazy political thing takes place in our nation. And that's, you just do a good job of that, and I just want to say thanks, and I enjoy your music. Thank you so much, Sylvia. Uh, we got uh, Steel. How you doing, Steel? Hey. That is an awesome uh, name, by the way. Steel. How you doing, Steel? Hey, hey you, buddy. You mind, you, mind turn, well, man. you mind turning the radio uh, down on your end? We're getting yes, a little bit I of an can. echo. There you go. And the car with kids. Uh, biggest deer camp pet peeve is the wife wanting you home by 1 o'clock on Sunday. Woo! And the whole camp has left all the dishes and all the trash and everything. Everybody bails at 5.30 a.m. And all of a sudden, you're the only one stuck at the deer camp. And now you're sitting there cleaning up everybody's dishes. All the trash. I don't know if you have the same problem, but that is my biggest pet peeve. That's a big pet peeve. That stuff drives you know. That, that's and plus the dang uh, the flies and the roaches and the mice and all that stuff's gonna get in there. All of it, man. And they they make sure that they, they got some excuse every morning at six a.m. on Sunday. They got a magical Bible study that starts at seven and yeah. all that good stuff. So that's my biggest year camp pet peeve and. Uh, Keep on doing what you're doing, man. Enjoy it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steele. You know, I, I truly believe uh, if you if you got a situation where somebody is completely leaving you at deer camp with all the dishes and, and sticking you like that year after year, it needs to be in the deer camp contract that you have to hunt naked in like 19 degree weather the next year. Absolutely naked. You know the difference. I'm talking N E K K I D. You know the difference between naked and naked. Naked means you ain't got no clothes on. Naked means you ain't got no clothes on and you up to something. <laughs> You're going to be naked up there in the deer stand as penalty and freezing your tail off. All right, we got Steve on the line. How you doing, Steve? As penalty and freezing your tail off. Steve, you with us? Yeah. How's hey, it going? Buddy. How are you, buddy? Top of the morning to you. Look, uh, I, I, I'm from uh, way back. Family land, large tracks with uncles and great uncles and cousins and all these were uh, all the adults had been in world war ii Mm -hmm. come home and uh farmed a trap farmed and in the winter time they hunted and it was it was uh dogs that were exclusively used Mm mm-hmm and there were standards put out, and dogs run, and it was a fair hunt. Mm. It certainly was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, a, a, a many were uh, ranchers had cattle. Uh, most farmed and uh, uh, gardened. Basically, it was subsistence, and it was a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. And I was a grown man before anyone ever mentioned a tree stand. Wow. 
it was against the law to hunt over a green patch. I see. Huh. Yes. In the in a, you folks my age will tell you that hunting over baited fields of any kind, and it, it has been relaxed. And my pet peeve is if you climb up in a stand over a green patch and shoot at a 45-degree angle down 45, 50 feet with a, a, a rifle or a, 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 a compound bow and call that sport, that's a pet peeve. I hear you. Yeah, it's... Yeah, ever likes what we just talked about. Everything is kind of getting watered down, and I don't even know that a lot of these uh, these youngins appreciate even picking up a bow. I mean, I know it's hard the first time. It's obviously easier if you see a a, a wall hanger out there 120 yards away, but it just challenge yourself because it is called hunting, not killing. I agree with you. Um, call, call it harvesting if you want to. That's fine. Absolutely. I have no problem with that, but. As far as the fair chase and the and the 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 sport of it, I, I'm afraid yeah. it's lost. With I'm sorry, it cameras and uh, uh, all of the paraphernalia that goes with it. I'm right with you. Thank you so much for calling in, uh, Steve. We're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right. What's going on, everybody? Buddy Brown, welcome back to WYAB, taking over for Kim Wade today. We got Nathan on the line, hollering. What is going on, Nathan? Hey, Buddy Brown. How you doing, man? Hey, buddy, good. Where are you calling in from today? <laughs> Missouri. I'm sorry, I think you're breaking up. I'm calling in from Missouri. Missouri. Fantastic, fantastic. Doing all right. I'm doing good. Nate, I'm sorry. I think we're we're losing you here. Maybe we could try back again. Uh, we were talking earlier about you know all the hunting and stuff in the South. I think uh, kindergarten in the South. You know, a teacher looked and said, "Okay, Billy, can you name the four seasons?" And little Billy says, "Yes, ma'am. Deer, turkey, dove, and duck." <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, ladies, right now, if your man looks at you the same way he looks at a ten point buck through a foggy field opening day at sunrise. You are in great, great shape. All right. Who's our next caller here? We lost him. You scared. You see, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I, we're going to just uh, do a little segment here before we take uh, our next break. But uh, we will be right back. Buddy Brown, y'all feel free to call in. Shout out to you in a bit. What's going on, everybody? This is Buddy Brown taking over for Kim Way today. 601-879-0002. Taking phone calls this Friday. So we were talking about hunting earlier, and uh, one of the guys texted me under the line, and he said, um, what if you don't hunt? What if your boyfriend doesn't hunt? I was like, well, then, sweetheart, you got a girlfriend. (laughs) Maybe if he is a man, he's got a lower back tattoo, though. Anyway, uh... (laughs) God, that's why they do these uh, these disclaimers at the commercial break, Cliff. These opinions do not represent our station. No, I don't. I'm just here. Um, but if you just tuned in, I, I'm Buddy Brown. 
I am a Nashville country music artist, uh, basically been doing the country music stuff for about 10 years now and really had just kind of shifted over to the conservative side uh, around 2020. Um, but anyway, we're going to be taking uh, phone calls. I think we got a couple to come back to right now. Hopefully they got better reception than they did last time. Nathan, what is going on, sir? Nathan, you with us? Yeah, buddy. I'm here. How you doing? Good, sir. How you doing? Where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, you got a better line this time. Well, <laughs> well how are you? Good. How you doing? Doing good. Just trying to live the American dream and inflict as much liberal pain as I possibly can. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> you still with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Country music fan? Conservative? Very much so. Very big buddy fan. Very good. Well, I appreciate that so much. We uh, we try to do our our level best every single day somewhere in uh, in between Jeff Foxworthy and John Wayne because there's not enough... <laughs> There's not enough good people uh, left trying to channel that these days. Yeah, I think you would stop that. Bunch of soy boys is what we're dealing with, really. <laughs> I appreciate you, Nathan. You have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, sir. Larry, we got Larry on the line. And Larry, you with us? Larry? Yes, hello? How you doing, Larry? Hey, doing good. Hey, I just wanted to... Uh... Let you know I really enjoy your music and I love and I really enjoy your message. Thank you so much. You know, uh, it's it's uh, like I said to these other guys, it's it's really really something that I don't feel like a lot of folks are holding up that flag publicly. And a lot of folks driving around right now, they just got off of a job where they can't say this stuff at their job. They can't say this stuff even to their neighbors. They're just being conservative these days is almost like being taboo in some circles. Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. in a situation. People are afraid to be conservative nowadays. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and I, I, I salute you for your your whole thing. Happy to carry that torch, and uh, it's something I truly look forward to every single day. So thank well, you so much. I, I appreciate you're out there and, and and doing it. And on the deer hunting, the only thing I wanted to say was, uh, I haven't never bought all those fancy outfits and stuff. I've I've had no trouble getting deer in my Wranglers and a Carhartt jacket. <laughs> yeah, we make a big deal of that stuff, don't we? I mean, it's it's really just yeah. just shoot the deer, man. Just shoot. <laughs> I hear you. you have a great weekend, sir. Thank you for calling in. You too. Thank you. You know, there's a lot of topics we could talk about this Friday, but look, here's the bottom line, and I say this to my friends, I say this to my family. It is so incredibly important that when y'all log on to the news, you ain't sitting there getting down and depressed because everywhere and this is truly my job on uh on everything we do is to look into what's going on what's the current events and and how do i see the world man if you're looking at any of this stuff in the the news it's just doom and gloom i mean it's terrible i refuse personally to live that way i want to be i want to live you know with laughter i want to love my family i want to contribute to my friends and just have just be around people that make me realize I haven't even checked my phone in hours. Those kind of people. That's who I want to be around. I don't want to hear about nukes. It is, it's, a, it's a crazy, crazy world, and we got to just uplift, you know, uplift our family. Don't bring this stuff home to your, to your wife. Guys, you're listening to, to talk radio and, and stuff about uh, the terrible stuff in the world. Be aware of it. Be on your guard, but also don't let it steal your joy because once you get, let them steal your joy, they win. All right. 
With that said, we got Steve on the line. Steve, how you doing, sir? Steve, you with us? I am. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm fantastic. Good. That's awesome. So on the deer hunting and our deer processing, most I'd be willing to bet you that 99% of the people out there do not know how to properly process a deer. They think they do. But basically, you got your, your butcher straps, which are the hanging tenderloins inside the carcass. You got your back straps. You've got three real good roasts in each hind quarter, and the rest needs to go for sausage. Yeah. And if it's a big buck, do not eat the neck because there's too much testosterone in it if he's been rutting. Too much testosterone. Who whoever thought that could be a bad thing? Well, <laughs> if you get too much of it, it can. It messes with your thyroid gland. Mm. Uh, but anyhow, um, that's the one thing that I got. And my pet peeve is people that say, well, I didn't pass on that deer because he would have been on a neighbor's meat pole if I didn't take it. Yeah, yeah, that's a catch-22. I hear you. Thank you, you so much for calling you, in. You, 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 can't, you can't control what other people do. You can only control what you do. And I got one further thing, and I'll let you go. Yeah. A recession is when your neighbor loses his house. A depression is when you lose your house. Mm. And a recovery is when Joe Biden loses the White House. Amen. Have Come it. on. Have a good day, brother. You, you as well. <laughs> we got Evan next. Evan, uh, you are live on WYAB. What's going on, brother? Not a whole lot, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm happy as a tick on a St. Bernard. Process that That's one. Good. That's good to hear. <laughs> Where are you calling in from? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina. That's what I'm talking about. Another good old strong southern state. Yes, sir. Anyway, I just had a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever thought about doing music with Ryan Upchurch? I don't know him. I think that's a different genre, right? It's in- well, he does country as well. Uh, you talking about? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not incredibly familiar with him, but uh, I've, I've heard of him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's he's another big, big uh, independent artist. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because you just there. Even uh, my producers talked about this so many times. If I'd have gotten into country music even ten years before I did, it would have been too early, and there's really no way to promote it. If you're getting in right now, it's too late because there's so much noise in the social media field that you really just can't uh, you can't compete. So when we started in about 2010, it was actually the biggest blessing ever because. At that time, it was like, okay, we should build this whole thing. And um, when so many of the, the videos went viral, and I've talked about those videos on here, anytime you want to go to YouTube, y'all who are listening, uh, and just search Buddy Brown. Uh, whether it's talking or whether it's, uh, whether it's music, it's, it's an incredible door number three of the 21st century to be able to promote all that stuff. And look, if, if it's listenable and it really touches people's hearts and it's genuine, it's going to thrive. It's not, uh, you know, it, it still doesn't matter. You can still break in, but uh, there's nothing better than waking up every day, being free, and not having a committee to go through. I don't have to report to anybody. If I write some lyrics to a song, I don't have to get permission. Uh, might get some sideways glances from my wife. <laughs> she she kind of, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it's, uh, it's real freedom. And uh, I hope more artists start taking that independent route. 
And like I said from the beginning of the radio show today, I, I just want to represent my, my family, my friends, my great state of Mississippi, and, and kind of where we all come from and the way we, we see things. So I appreciate the uh, encouragement. I'll definitely think about that, though. Yes, sir, buddy. Yes, sir. Also, I'm a big fan of yours. I've been listening to you for a couple of years now, and I met my wife. You know, I make my wife watch your watch your videos and listen to your songs. My kids sing your Christmas songs. Yeah, there we and go. I, I'm a medically retired uh, Marine Corps veteran, a truck driver, mm. and uh, just a big fan of yours. Brother, thank you so much for your service. We need a million clones just like you because it's uh, it's a desperate need today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, you have a great weekend, brother. You too, buddy. All righty. Bye. So it's uh, we got time, Cliff. We good? Oh, we got four minutes. Um, basically, (laughs) you know what we were talking about earlier. It's it's really crazy with the independent stuff. What we're seeing right now with YouTube, especially, is they're suppressing conservative voices. And I don't care how big you are. I've got nearly eight hundred thousand subscribers right now. We've had over. Uh, about 400 million views over the last uh, you know couple years. Just small town Mississippi boy sitting on a tailgate, just delivering the truth as I see it, as I believe it. And all of a sudden, when you get close to a midterm, when you get close to an election, everybody I've talked to says, "Oh my gosh!" Like stuff we'd have put out, you know, that would have been 100,000 views is now 50. If it's 200, it's now 100. Just go ahead and slice it in half, just like the Joe Biden. Uh, dollar. <laughs> I was joking around with my wife the other day. I was like, look, I found a dollar on the ground. I picked up a dollar. I said, look, I found 50 cents. This is really what it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. Do you, who, how many of y'all even get turned on anymore by seeing a dang quarter on the ground? Because I guarantee you, your first uh, impulse is like, oh, a quarter, I'm going to pick that up. And you're going to pick it up. But <laughs> once you put it in your pocket, I guarantee you, I see the look on your face going, Oh, hell, <laughs> it ain't worth nothing. What are you going to buy? You can't even buy a gumdrop with, with a quarter anymore. So uh, it, it's just wild, absolutely wild that the inflation has done what it's done. And um, I do re- believe a certain sect of it is certainly irreversible. But, uh, you know, our, our kids still have to uh, to, to reap this, uh, this debt that we've acquired as a nation, just completely reckless, just complete idiocy of... Uh, of just the spending, spending, spending. Look, it's gone on both sides of the aisle. It's not just the Democrats, y'all. We, we've just spent on wars. We've spent on uh, money to people who hate us. Uh, I mean, if I was president, hey, I, I keep all the money in Mississippi. But <laughs> sure as heck wouldn't be sending it all, you know, to 36 different nations um, all over the dang place acting like a fool when our, our, we got homeless people uh, all over the streets of every state in the USA. We got uh, veterans that are coming home that are absolutely just scarred and dadgummit, they need help. They need they need therapy. They need, um, I, hell, you, you deserve a dadgum house when you come back from war. Uh, just give it to them. You're giving people free student, um, you know, loan payments. You're paying off that stuff. I mean, what's next? We're going to pay off the houses? We're going to pay off the cars? Hell, I mean, th- these, these people that served, like Ryan that just called in from South Carolina in the Marine Corps, give that guy a dadgum house because— that's that's the the American soldier is the most amazing and fearful, wonderful DNA that was ever created on planet Earth. We back down from nothing. And, and uh, my biggest fear is that we're not going to raise a generation that uh, 
that, that really wants to go surf or even can surf. Just a bunch of fat kids playing video games. How are they going to, you know, do 20 pull-ups? How are they going to run the five miles in, you know, in however much time that they got to do? How are they really going to get through basics if they're just fat and out of shape? And even more importantly, even if they're in shape, do they really have the same moral and, you know, encompassing beliefs that we do? Yes, there are tons and tons of parents that are doing their jobs and they're raising their kids right and they're they're raising little patriots, but they ain't enough. And that is, uh, we're just going to take a break here. We'll be back at WYAB. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Kim Wade Show. This is Buddy Brown. Burning it down out here on Highway 49. What is that, 49? Yeah, beautiful view out there. Of course, it's behind me, so I can't see it. <laughs> we got big news. Uh, Hillary got mad at Bill Clinton again. It turns out he, he just donated a million dollars to Brigham Young University. Turns out Bill thought it was Brigham Young University. <laughs> Y'all, it's just me and old Cliff up here. It's great to see that smile across the... <laughs> I hope you're. I hope a little bit of y'all, you know, few of y'all swerved a little bit in traffic. Don't hurt anybody, but I hope you know you like enjoy that. Anyway, I got a plan for world peace. Y'all ready for this? You might want to sit down, grab a beer, listen. Um, <laughs> it's it's so beautiful. I hope you're going to be wiping tears away from your eyes by the end of this. Uh, I was just thinking the other day, what if we sent a million rednecks to the Russia-Ukraine border? First off. Russians are out there starving them, you know, themselves for food right now because Vladimir, you know, he forgot to get Uber Eats out there to take care of his boys. Uh, I think it would, we could send a massive care package of vodka as an olive branch, mind you, and they'd be drunk out of their minds because they got an empty stomach. Now, then we'd wave a huge white flag and we'd just go ahead and call it a 24-hour truce. I would tell them that all this stuff is ridiculous. We ain't got to be fighting and all that kind of stuff and it's a dictator's war anyway, and uh, because a lot of these guys, they don't want anything to do with an invasion. These, these guys, I mean, I would, here's what I would do. <laughs> I would offer American citizenship to anybody from the Russian army that leaves, and I would trade them to American Democrats for each Russian soldier we get. What y'all think about that? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, how about 13? Uh, for anyone that still wants to carry out <clears throat> this, whole, this whole thing, the U.S. government would equip one million rednecks with missiles attached to armor-plated monster trucks. Woo! I would put Maverick and Iceman up there in the air and to soften the targets with some vacuum bombs, and then we would just go ahead and and take care of business. (laughs) Putin would have nowhere to run. I'd then send Dog the Bounty Hunter in to personally apprehend Putin, and we would have him... You know, do what William Wallace suggested to the English commander in front of the whole Scottish army, which is to put his head between his legs and kiss his own ass. <laughs> now, a lot of y'all might ask, you know, uh, would it be legal for us to revoke citizenship for American commies and send them to Russia against their will? I'd say, of course not. But if Joe Biden has taught us anything at all, it's that legality definitely does not really matter that much anymore. The million rednecks with armor-plated monster trucks would then use Russia's oil reserves to fill up their tanks and drive to Afghanistan to reclaim the billions of dollars of U.S. equipment that was left there. And for any Taliban member that resisted, we would be forced to, they would be forced to endure tortures such as a three-day lecture from Whoopi Goldberg and Kamala Harris. (laughs) Oh my God, can y'all imagine? Now who's paying for this massive transportation, you ask? I'd give it to Justin Trudeau. 
Let's stick him with a bill. Because at this point, the world would be you know, on their knees, and I would have Trudeau pay for the transport of the monster trucks to get back to the United States. Now, the rednecks in monster trucks would then drive up to Ottawa and uh, take care of business up there with the truckers because they're not being talked about, but they're still an issue. Um, <laughs> it could just be a really, really interesting situation. I basically go up after it was all done, and I would take hold of the State of the Union address and tell Congress, congratulations, you now have term limits. And you can only hold office for about two years. And uh, lastly, a little prison reform. Uh, any maximum security prisons, prisoners who have been convicted of you know, terrorism, rape, murder, that kind of stuff, uh, they'll receive the firing squad by midnight. Yes, we need to bring back the firing squad. And I would declassify the names for everybody that was associated with Epstein Island. And then I would hold a nationwide barbecue, y'all, and declare it a new national holiday. Nobody would care about race because it would all be all for one, one for all. And men over 60, I believe, would have to call a doctor after experiencing freedom for more than four hours. Now, that's the America I know and love. I think we should put a million rednecks on the Russia-Ukraine border. If y'all got something to say about that this Friday, I ha- hope you're having a good time. Hope you're enjoying this, uh, this segment here. This is Buddy Brown filling in for Kim Wade. The phone number to call in is 601-879-0002. Next, y'all, we had this uh, interesting dis- discussion. Uh, it's yes, the the pipeline is going to get uh, shut down, and they basically said if the uh, if the Nord Stream goes down, they they could increase energy rates across Europe. Some places thirty percent, some places all the way up to like sixty five, seventy percent. And a lot of Americans are looking at that stuff right now, like kind of like we looked at the pandemic in uh, two thousand nineteen. Of like, don't worry, that stuff ain't ever going to make it over here. It's uh, it's just way over there. It's their problem. It's never America's problem. I'm telling y'all to make it your problem. It's just smart. And as Mississippians, as, as Southerners, I feel like uh, we're all, you know, part uh, doomsday prepper anyway. At least all the guys I talk to, uh, I would definitely invest in some um, some long-term food. I'd invest in some, some guns, some ammo. You just got to be prepared. Um, I hope it never comes. I hope we all just uh, run off in the sunset holding hands and, and have a big group hug and solve this whole political issue. But, y'all, you know it ain't, ain't going to happen. So be smart and be you know vigilant and be able to identify the things that are ahead of you that's, that's going to come. Because whether you've got $100 million in the bank or $15 in the bank, a nuclear bomb don't care. And neither does a recession and neither does a famine. So be on your guard, ladies and gentlemen. All right, who we got on the line? We got Mr. Don, D-O-N. How are you doing, Don? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? Phenomenal. Having fun on a Friday. Well, good. Thanks for filling in for Kim. You got a question I, I don't know the answer to, and I just wanted, I don't know if you keep up with this kind of stuff, but, you know, these uh, this welfare fraud thing that went on with Bill Bryan and Brett Favre and the head of the... Uh, Mississippi Welfare Department or whatever. Do you think any of them are ever going to go to jail? I don't. Um, I've just been along. I've been around celebrities way too much to ever believe that anybody gets held accountable anymore. In 1985, absolutely. Um, I just feel like all the adults have left the room. And look, I'm not accusing anybody of wrongdoing. I'm not privy to the conversations. I have no idea who's guilty and who's innocent. I'm just saying, assuming that you had a situation where 
somebody that powerful was uh, guilty. I just I don't I don't see that stuff happen. I don't feel like the country works that way anymore. Um, that's just a personal opinion. I know there's a lot of people that get fired up about locking Hillary up. You know, locking uh, getting the getting the name list of uh, what's her Gladine Maxwell or what uh, all these kind of things. We're just we ain't gonna know who shot JFK. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that uh, there was a, a a mother and a son who who pled guilty to a lot of different charges, and mm-hmm. they seem to implicate them. And they say, you know, we never know the truth, I guess, but they say that there's a lot of proof of what they say from text messages and stuff. So if that's really the truth, I just I was just curious if if you knew any details about it and what you thought would ever come of it. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, if it's not if it's not country music or uh, <laughs> stuff that's going on in D.C., I'm not incredibly privy to it. But I I really do hope for everybody's sake involved with with the former governor, and I do hope with with Brett Favre, who obviously I've been a huge fan of as a Mississippi boy all my life. I really do hope that uh, there's no wrongdoing and they can prove that on their end. It would sure be good for Mississippians to have a clean slate and wash that away. All right. Appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. We got uh, Mike on the line. Mike, happy Friday to you, sir. How are you? Hello. Yes, sir, Mike. How are you? Oh, doing good. How you doing, buddy? Very good. Very good. I just want to make a quick comment. If you send a million rednecks and their pickups on the Russian border, ain't no fighting going to get done. <laughs> because everybody's going to do a tailgate and uh, everybody have a belly full of beans and a barbecue. You know, so... Yeah, we may not understand the thing they say. They may not understand the thing we say, but we'll we'll uh, we'll understand each other with beans and barbecue. Yes, <laughs> you reminded me of that scene from Blazing Saddles where they all get the get the circle and they get they get to eating some well, beans. Say, that would be the next day, and that's how you defeat your enemy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just hope you got a you know a northbound wind. <laughs> <laughs> we could smoke them out. That's yeah, a great idea. Yeah, we're, just, we're just gas them to death. You yeah. Know? Just like, oh, man, we can't even get close to that army. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. You know, a million rednecks on the on the Russia-Ukraine border. Yeah, there you go. You have a great big tailgate party, and everything will work out just fine. That's exactly right. <laughs> have a good one. You as well. All right, man. We're going to take a short commercial break. This is Buddy Brown happily filling in for Mr. Kimway. We will be back in just a second. What's going on, everybody? Buddy Brown, welcome back here. Uh, filling in for Mr. Kim Wade today. We got a couple calls we're going to take here. Y'all, I was going to tell you before we do, uh, <laughs> y'all see how dang cold it was outside yesterday? I mean, I know some of y'all are fired up about the deer moving, but, I mean, it was so cold, uh, I could actually see a Democrat with his hands in his own pockets. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, who we got first, Cliff? Brandon. We got Brandon on the line. What's going on, Brandon? No, Bobby. Bobby, we switched him up. He just wrote it. He inverted it. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, that's all right. Call me Brandon, but I'm not Joe. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, uh, I tell you what. If Trump don't run in 2024, you need to run, and you'll get a lot of people's but You got mine already. I sure appreciate that. You know, I think a lot of folks, once they realize 
um, conservative. They, they understand a lot of stuff I say is just sarcastic, and it might be a little much for some personalities, but I just refuse to live, live life uh, without having fun. But I promise you I have no political aspirations. Ain't going to happen. My wife said no. <laughs> so, oh, come on, buddy. <laughs> they need a redneck in the White House. You know, I got a song called We Need a Redneck in the White House, and a lot of y'all need I to know. go uh, check oh, that out. me. I listen to all your music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness you know it, sh- it sure would yeah, uh, uh I, I appreciate everything you do i mean the things you do it it, it makes me even think well you know, i think okay maybe this is right <laughs> i mean you know maybe you, know, you hear so much stuff and you never hear the truth until you listen to buddy brown well man i'm, I'm gonna have you do a tagline on that thing that made me feel good right there i sure appreciate you hey i'm serious my girls even say the same thing well, it's uh, it, it's a pleasure, and I love, I love how I just you know was telling our producer today, Cliff. I said a lot of times when a, a musician starts talking, everybody says that famous line, "Shut up and sing." Where in 2020, when the pandemic hit, and we started doing all these political videos on YouTube, and it just became this massive thing, just hundreds of millions of views. I couldn't believe it. I looked at my wife. I said, you know, everybody says "shut up and sing," and it actually some of the stuff became bigger than the music itself. And so it's something I, I, I think uh, people can smell BS pretty pretty clearly. I just oh, yeah. tell it the way it is, just like I would in the truck with my buddy, just like I would around the bonfire with a bunch of friends. Um, just really don't care who agrees with it or not. I love love you anyway, still buy you a beer. We can disagree on things. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a whole lot more of that needed in D.C. But I see a lot of people go up to D.C. who are good people, who, after about a year of being up there, they just turn into snakes, and the game gets them. And, you know, there's probably some some real evil strongholds up in there. We talk about a whole other day, but it's it's really weird how uh, good people go up there, and they turn into just monsters. And I know I would never do that, but also at the same time, I just I don't have any aspirations. I feel like I can get a whole lot more done through the uh, through the social stuff and the radio and TV stuff that I do. So, But I sure appreciate you. Hey, do they play your music on their station? They do, yeah. Kim Kim plays Driving Through the Ghetto all the time. <laughs> that was written on a crazy night in Atlanta. Lots of fun. Well, I think I'm going to start listening to that station instead of the ones here. Well, I sure appreciate so, you. That way I can hear it because I can't hear your music here unless I play it. I put it on my phone uh, um, on Bluetooth in the car. And I did the Pepsi song. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime That's y'all want to listen it. to any Buddy Brown song at all, it's, you know, you've got YouTube or Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, any of that stuff. It's uh, it's all on there, and it's stuff that you will not hear on country radio. And that's a good thing. If I if I felt like it could be on country radio, I'd tear it up and throw it in the trash because you, you need to be able to speak your mind. And uh, I think that's kind of why it's it's succeeded the way it has, so. Thank you that's so much. I said to myself because I speak my mind and people don't like it. <laughs> well, tell them put their big boy pants on and get over it. They're gonna be yep. just fine. Well, I, I tell them just build build the wall like Trump did, so they can get over it. <laughs> if you do it with love and they understand, <laughs> you look. I got a sister in law that voted for Biden. I love her to death. Uh, I feel like she was misguided, but I just I love her to death. We disagree. And I'm about to see her for Thanksgiving, and I'm still going to, you know, nudge her and be like, hey, uh, so you come over to the good side yet? And we, we joke around and stuff like that, but there's some people that are malicious, and they're real. They just, they're hell-bent on destroying our country, and those people I got no tolerance for. But the people that are misguided, 
I'm kind of like, look, I'm smiling at you. I'm, I'm trying to work with you. Come on over to the good side. Let me show you why this is so appealing. Let me show you why raising a family and, and trusting your husband, trusting your wife, you know, trusting your raising good kids, contributing to society, volunteering, uh, you know, just all the, the American values that we grew up with and cherish and love. Let me show you why that is still appealing. Let me show you why that is never going to go out of style. And I think that's kind of how we got to treat folks like that. Yep. Well, I got one last thing for you. If you yeah. want a joke for your sister-in-law, <laughs> yeah. make a sign. And when she puts the turkey on the table and her back's turned, stick it on there where it says Joe, because he's a turkey anyway. <laughs> you dang right. <laughs> well, you have a great evening and a great weekend, buddy. You as well. Thanks for calling in. All right. Bye. Y'all, 601 Friday phone lines are open. This is Buddy Brown filling in for Kim Wade. What were they? What was he thinking? <laughs> What on earth? 601-879-0002. We've got Brandon on the line. Brandon, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. What you got going on? Well, I just wanted to... Oh, is this Buddy Brown? How are you, sir? You got it. You got it. I'm doing great. How are you? Brother, I'm going to tell you right now, you you really do touch a place within me. If you got a second, I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. Go ahead. Please go for it. Well, I went to Iraq in 2004, and I was in the infantry, so that means I kicked indoors. And mm. I stayed over there for 16 months, and I was at the gates of hell itself, and I just went through it and killed everyone on the other side. And I came home, and I was haunted, of course. Eight months after coming home, I had a car accident and all that, and I was taken out of the loop. I, was, I had a brain injury and was out of commission for a long time. And while I was out, America just seemed to go to hell. Mm. Then we get in the modern times, and it's just there's un-American stuff everywhere. And when I go on YouTube, I look at your channel, and I see patriotism. Yeah. I see, I see America with you, brother. Thank you so much. And the, the uh, comment section of all those people, too, has been I, incredibly encouraging to me because there's hundreds of thousands that, that we have not— we have not yielded a single inch on that line. Mm. It's, it's just, you know, you, your patriotism, man, I want you to run for office one day, but I know that ain't you. You're a country <laughs> folk playing that guitar, and hey, you know what? One day I hope to have a whiskey with you, you know, but... Uh, Thank you so much hey. for your for your service. That's uh, <clears throat> We all salute you, and there's so many people that, that are listening right now that... Uh, that would have done it, and there's there's a lot of people out there running across our nation that just didn't have the balls to. Um, it's yeah. just one of those those things where if you're called to do that, man, right. we're we're all for you. And buddy, buddy, take it easy, brother. It's all good. Man. It's <laughs> just, I, I don't need a thank you. I appreciate anyone who does thank me, but believe me, I'm thanking you more. You don't it's need one, good. but I'm gonna give you one anyway because I because I just. We cannot overstress that enough to our youth and our I, our fellow I, citizens. We just can't. I can't. I, I can tell you right now. I greatly appreciate it. You know, I got a head full of bad memories, but I'm making great memories in this. You know, I, I'll tell you right now a little a little bit of encouragement to listeners. As hey. I said, I went to war in 2004. <clears throat> Three years ago, I was a homeless alcoholic living at a hotel because the war still had me. Mm. I'm, I met a beautiful woman a little over three years ago. I met a beautiful woman and started hanging out with her every day. She helped me come back to Jesus. Mm. 
I put down the bottle two years ago, over a year ago. We bought a house, and the very next day we got married. And now I'm a sober Christian man living to get veterans off the path of PTSD. Mm. Man, you just made I, my day. I write poetry, brother, and I, I, you know what? I want to share one poem with the viewer, listeners. If It's a one-minute poem. It ain't no two-hour thing of listening to trees or anything. Go for it. It's, it's a description of Iraq and coming home. It's pretty messed up, and I, I have to admit I set it to the rhythm of a Christmas carol because I'm kind of a sick bastard, but <laughs> okay. just check it out, okay? Gotcha. We all line up in a four-man stack. We kick in the door with a splintering crack, run into the house, and now what do we see? It's another Haji with an RPG. Shoot him in the chest or shoot him in the head. It doesn't really matter as long as he's dead. Run into the next room, fill it with lead. Look where I shot, and now a kid's dead. Now I'm back home with my bottle of Jack, and I never have to go back to Iraq. Family and friends are glad to see me, and everything's fine until I dream. Then I'm right back in the four-man stack, and I'm kicking in the door with a splintering crack. Run into the house, and what do I see? The dead little kid just looking at me. I look into his eyes, and I know he's right, and I wake up sweating, can't sleep all night. If you thought you knew me, now you see. Scratch the surface, there's a whole new me. I'm unforgiven and I hate myself and guilt fills up my emotional shelf. It breaks my heart because now I can't see that I'm just a vet with PTSD. Buddy, that is a very light description of my past, but my next book and my poetry from now on is a description of my future. It's about bringing veterans away from suicide through acceptance of Jesus Christ. And all of it, I talk trash politically like you, but yeah. Yeah, well, God bless you, brother. I appreciate you calling in, and and uh, we'll be praying for your just continued recovery. All right. All right, brother. Take it easy. <clears throat> Thank y'all so much, uh, buddy Brown here filling in for Mr. Kim Wade six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? Buddy Brown here, taking over for Mr. Kim Wade. You know, I really believe that guys like us, that people that are listening around here, we could get more done in 20 minutes sitting on a tailgate drinking beer with a bunch of friends than Congress could in 20 years. Amen? They ain't getting nothing done up there in Congress. Anyway, we're about to take a phone call here. We got uh, Sean on the on the line. How you doing, Sean? Good yourself, Mr. Brown. I hope everything's treating you well there in Mississippi. You darn right. Where are you from? Lewiston, Idaho. Two Idaho. hours down from Spokane, Washington. Heck yeah. So did are you from Idaho or did you escape from California? Born and raised down in this little town. There you go. There you go. As red as you can get without being in like uh <laughs> well, Texas, I guess. <clears throat> hey, Texas <laughs> might surprise you. I play a lot of concerts there. It's some of those places in Texas nowadays, good lord, it's like Bunch of dudes in blue hair wearing their sister's jeans. <laughs> it's just like, what's going on? Uh, that, that's my daughter you hear in the background. Well, you give her a big old hug. Oh, I will. I will. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, okay, Johnson, go ahead. Get your uh, seatbelt on, okay? We're going to go get her uh, brother and her bigger brother. <laughs> but, yes, um, I just want to say that I enjoy your videos. My wife loves that little Walmart song you got with Karen in it. Yeah, oh, Karen. Y'all don't know yeah, they, my wife works at Walmart, so... <laughs> you know, Walmart is... Good Lord, man. They used to have the uh, the greeters out front of Walmart. Now it's like 
You get some death stare girl that's staring you in when you walk in, like, can I help you? Oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, I just wanted deodorant. <laughs> Look away and run. And you walk, <laughs> you walk out, and you got nothing but a paper, you know, a plastic bag and one thing of deodorant. And she's like, I want to check that receipt. Okay, knock yourself out. Yeah, you yes. got 475 well, my cameras. Wife's my wife's fortunate. She works in the pharmacy department. <clears throat> Well, God bless both of y'all. I appreciate you calling in, Sean. Yes, yeah. You guys have a good day, and look forward to more of your videos. And you take care. Oh, my wife likes that little uh, jackalope you have in your shed. Oh, heck yeah! Wait, he's not for sale. <laughs> no, no, no. I know where to get one. Though. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Have a great weekend, brother. All right, we got uh, Bryce. How you doing, Bryce? You with us? Bryce, are you with us? Yes, sir. How you doing, bud? Not bad, brother. Yourself? Fantastic. Man, I just I want you to know that every time I hear your music, you just you make Burt Reynolds proud, brother. You know that? <laughs> God, you just made my whole weekend right there. If I can make Burt proud. I mean, man, it just your music, dude, it's a whole different level, brother. Well, I appreciate that so much. It's uh we work so hard to separate ourselves from country radio and just trying to uh any buddy brown song you hear you want it to be like oh you know it you better oh hold on you don't know here here it comes because in country radio it's just it's mindless pop music now it's pretty much catered to 15 year old girls and uh man i, man, I, I, I can't listen to that it. any better yeah <laughs> it's the dang truth it's 15 year old I mean, girls crips with cowboy hats is what i call them oh i want to punch them all in the throat i really do i it just drives me absolutely wild i'm like son if i took half of these dudes out there that i've toured with out to actually go hunt i i mean i can't even imagine i cannot even imagine they wouldn't even know what to do they'd bring like a, them a nerf gun yeah, yeah a nerf gun or a squirt gun <laughs> don't sing about uh, it if you ain't doing it son right exactly that is exactly it well man that's just i just i i, I have a the highest of honor being able to talk to you, man. I mean, my, my five-year-old loves your music. His his favorite song here is Driving Through the Ghetto. I mean, he'll be driving through <laughs> Oklahoma City, and he'll start singing it. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny with everybody talking about, you know it's magazines, not clips. I'm like, yeah, well, not in the ghetto. In the yeah, ghetto, no. you got to say clips. That was the whole point of the, the joke. It's funny how many people actually, I'm like, man, just if, you, if you're really that irritated by something like that, you need to pick up some Montana brochures and take some deep breaths and, Maybe learn exactly. learn to smile a little bit. It's a joke. <laughs> That's sure, exactly it. I appreciate you calling in, Bryce. You have a great weekend, brother. You too, brother. Thank you for your music. You bet. It's Buddy Brown in here taking over for Kim Wade today. We got another caller here, Johnny. Johnny, you are live on the air. How you doing, brother? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, this is Johnny, and this redneck says thank you, man. <laughs> Great show, dude. Seriously. <laughs> thank you. We're having a little too much fun up here today. I know that. You talked me into coming and get me a beer, so I'm at home drinking and Go listening ahead and crack to you. It. Well, you deserve it. You deserve it. All right, man. We back you all day long and like your songs. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, uh, the kind words for sure. I, very encouraging. I'm about to hit the ground running this weekend, just from all y'all. All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you so much. All right, man. Y'all, I firmly believe that happiness is sitting in the garage with about three of your buddies after midnight listening to Hank Williams Jr. skinning bullfrogs. But that's just me. <laughs> I've had an absolute blast on here today. Uh, just want to say again, Buddy Brown, 
get to go see the whole nation and, and just have gotten to meet some incredible people. But there is no place like home, and it doesn't matter how many famous people you're around. It doesn't matter how many uh, <clears throat> millions of views or any of that garbage right there. Y'all in Mississippi, y'all are my heart and soul. And whenever I'm trying to channel anything, I just want to let y'all know I'm channeling y'all. I'm channeling the uh, the grandparents that we, we grew up in with and the the morals and the traditions and the lessons that they all taught us right here in by god mississippi it's a beautiful thing y'all have a wonderful weekend and kim wade will probably be back on monday i'm gonna get his butt back in here buddy brown signing off y'all check everything out on youtube god bless you have a wonderful weekend bye-bye